Good evening, everybody, and welcome to POV. Filling in for Chris Berg tonight, I am Steve Hallstrom. And after last night's show, they didn't fire me, so hey, I'm back for another half hour. Many thanks to you for watching us tonight. Always good to be with you. Well, hey, we are well into the summer now. I know the temperatures don't always necessarily reflect that, but yes, it is the summertime, and that means there are a lot of hardworking men and women across the state of North Dakota that are getting out there, building houses, building roads, building bridges, and all those kinds of good things. And so we're going to start off tonight by talking a little bit of construction. I'm very happy to have with us here in studio tonight Russ Hansen. He's the Executive Vice President of the Associated General Contractors of North Dakota. Russ, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you, and I'm, I'm glad you didn't get fired, too. Last, yeah, there last you go. Show. <laughs> or you'd be sitting here by yourself, yourself doing this yeah, show. So yeah. Thanks for having me. You got it. So tell me a little bit, first of all, about your organization. What is the Associated General Contractors of North Dakota? If you get paid by the word on that title, you're a rich man because there's a lot of words there. <laughs> uh, the, the Associated General Contractors, often known as the AGC, is a uh, commercial construction trade association. We represent contractors, subcontractors, material and equipment suppliers, uh, of all types of uh, contractors who provide commercial construction, your roads, your bridges, your water projects, your vertical com okay. commercial projects, uh, virtually everything that's uh, in a commercial trade. All right, so are you in Bismarck then talking to legislators and lawmakers then about the industry and how the state can help the industry out a little bit once in a while? We are a Bismarck-based association. We've been around since 1951. Mm -hmm. We are also affiliated with the Associated General Contractors of America out of Washington, D.C., uh, which has been around for uh, since 1919, 100 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yes, we are Bismarck-based, and we are very heavily policy-orientated, amongst other things that we do as an yeah. association. So tell me about some of the things that contractors and those who run businesses in, in your industry, what are, what are they thinking about, what are they uh, worrying about, and things like that? Well, of course, with our uh, short construction season, weather, mm -hmm. weather is always a concern. Sure. And uh, uh, so there's always challenges with that. But uh, when I talk to contractors, uh, in addition to uh, filling their workload and, and trying to be successful in the business, invariably one of the things that they all, all often tell me that keeps them up at night is uh, the workforce issue. Mm -hmm. uh, many, most, most occupations and trades uh, have concerns with the shortage of workforce, and certainly ours is is one of those, and that's one of the things we, we hear a lot about. Mm. So your organization, you're uh, helping advocate for all the construction industry uh, on the, the building side, maybe besides what, single-family homes, the, those kind Every, of things? Everything but residential, correct, oh, Okay, Steve, yes. all right, good. So tell me a little bit about this workforce issue. Um, we're all talking about it these days, and I run a media company, and you're staffing your office, and we're all trying to make, we're all trying to make sure that we have the right kinds of people we have to find them and then we have to keep, keep them. them so tell me about what that looks and feels like to a contractor who's running a building company well it's a challenge today and it has been a challenge for many years in fact I grabbed an old newsletter from our association that was printed in 1986 mm -hmm. and my predecessor's headline of his column was we've got to solve this workforce is issue. that right in 1986 so How here we are that? in 2019 talking mm -hmm. about it and 20 years from now when I'm retired uh, I'm, I'm sure somebody else in my position will be talking about it too mm -hmm. so I think it's something that will always be worked on. Uh, we'd love to solve it, but perhaps never solve it. But it's always going to be something that we, w that we will be working on. How do we get the message out about how good the trade jobs can be? Well, it's a collaborative effort. And we are seeing some uh, wonderful things from our, our uh, uh, governmental and, and legislative and political leaders talking about uh, being choice ready. Mm -hmm. uh, and that when I grew up, 
the the guidance counselor said you need to go to a four-year college yes. that's that's what you need to do everybody yeah. needs to do that and now educational leaders I think very rightfully so are saying you know be choice ready mm -hmm. and uh, maybe a four-year college is for you maybe mm -hmm. the military is for you maybe entering the workforce is for you or maybe entering a trade at a two-year school and mm -hmm. perhaps being part of our industry is mm -hmm. is, a, is a choice so we think some of those things are positive uh, we as an industry we have much to do and and are uh, doing that to to promote the industry it, it's a good it's a good industry it's a good way to uh, uh, have a have a good healthy wage benefits retirement mm. um, North Dakota is a great place to live and work and raise a family but these are good jobs they pay well and if you go into certain trades you are guaranteed to have a job and possibly no debt after college and how nice is that well we're, we're a hearing lot a lot of us didn't have that we're, we're hearing a lot about the uh, the college debt that mm -hmm. uh, that our younger generation has and it's very real mm -hmm. and in our industry uh, there are possibilities where you can have a job that pays well you can have a good career with retirement and perhaps no debt how about that yeah. you know the job that I'm in is one where we do broadcasts and we do shows every day and then at the end of the day we walk home and there's nothing left to really show for our work we've got to build it all again the same day what a noble profession where you can see what you actually actually did that day at work it is and it's uh, it's really been uh, one of the things I've appreciated uh, about representing this industry is is it, it you're building things you're maintaining mm -hmm. things and and it, it it's a big part of uh, a a safe environment for people uh, being in a safe building or having a business in a safe building or uh, having a good road to uh, uh, safely move goods and people safely and efficiently so to represent that industry is mm. is is a very good thing in my eye because uh, it's an important part of our economy it seems to me that in our country we could do a better job of having our educational institutions even in the elementary schools and the business community really work together in Europe I think they've got this down pretty well where there are good partnerships back and forth I would love to see our schools be a revolving door for people from the business community of all different industries come in and say here's what we're all about and get people thinking about those jobs when they're young I, I think uh, your your comment about uh, about Europe is spot-on and and I would concur with uh, the collaboration and we are and we are we are working towards that and we are doing uh, a lot of that uh, with uh, with with our schools with our colleges uh, both two years and four years so that collaborative effort is is there can we do more absolutely we as an industry are learning that we need to get to the students younger mm. if we start promoting you know construction as a career at age 16 it's too late it may be too late it's too it, it is yeah. too late it is too late we need to get to them when they're in fifth sixth grade when they're still uh, thinking about uh, mm. uh, well everything but uh, to, to plant that seed early yeah uh, how many North Dakotans work in the construction industry do we know uh, we do and uh, I'm gonna give you a ballpark figure uh, it's around 27,000 okay you know so it's a significant uh, part of our our economy uh, that's a ballpark figure but it's, mm. it's in that range it's a it's it's a lot of people I imagine that if you're running a construction company or a media company whatever industry you're in you want to build a good workplace where people feel valued it's a happy connected workplace how are people in your industry doing that uh, within their places of work to, to keep good people once they get them well uh, clearly you, you once you get them you 
you do want to keep them, and there are, there are a lot of, of ways that are doing them. A lot of contractors are having internships with students, and that, uh, that student, while they're going through a, a trade or, or uh, a four-year degree program in, in the construction, uh, will stay with that company. So they're uh, working with uh, our, our younger people to, uh, to, to mentor them. Um, we as an association are, are working, work with the various uh, colleges and universities to uh, help uh, fund financially scholarships mm -hmm. through our education foundation, mm -hmm. the AGC of North Dakota Education Foundation. So there are a number of ways of which, uh, which we do, but the key is to, to get to those students uh, at a younger age. What kind of earning potential is there in those jobs, skilled carpenters or people working those heavy machines? I've got to think you could have a really good career in those things. Uh, absolutely. In any of those trades, you are, you are going to be looking at... Uh, Number one, immediate employment, mm -hmm. uh, good benefits, and you you could you know walk out of the door at sixty to eighty thousand dollars a year mm. right off the bat, uh, guaranteed employment. So it is a it is a good career for no kidding for for those that choose it. How do we find other than talking to kids in the schools a little bit younger? How do we find good people to do those jobs? Well, that's just uh, that's an effort, and and we're competing with with. Uh, a number of under, other industries so it's uh, uh, to promote the industry as best you can and show the value and put it in a positive light uh, one thing that that we in our industry are doing nationally that we should have done long ago is to promote diversity mm. uh, you think of construction you think of people like you yep, and me that's old, right old and old and male and mm -hmm. and uh, and that's not the way it is, we need to yeah. uh, promote diversity, and we are doing that to uh, uh, a broader, a broader audience. Are our governmental entities doing enough to help us at the state level? Are we happy with the, the partnership we're getting there? We we are. We saw some uh, very encouraging things uh, just this past legislative session, which adjourned in May. Uh, House Bill 11. 71 was a, a very uh, key piece of legislation that we and other uh, organizations that are looking at uh, critical workforce uh, positions, a piece of legislation that provided uh, uh, up to $12 million to uh, provide uh, uh, low interest loans for what are deemed critical uh, yes. critical uh, occupations and, and also some, some loan forgiveness. So I, I, the short answer to your question is yes. Can we do more? The short answer is yes. All right, Russ. Well, we're going to hope uh, for you sunshiny days, and if we get rain, rain at night. And so all the That's guys right. that are working on the job and the gals who are working on the job can get their work done. Thank yes. you for stopping by. Great to have you on Thank the program today. Yeah. When we